y'all. Welcome to the John Cat Show, episode number 30. Is that some kind of milestone, episode 30? I don't think. 30 is not special. I think we got to wait for 50 to make it something uh, something special. But yeah, I'll say it a million times. I never thought I would do one. It seemed too monumental. I always said if I did one, it would, it would really mean something. So um, I guess I had a little production help in the beginning. Thanks, young Jamie. Now I uh the technical stuff. Listen, if you if there's something you guys want to do and it seems too difficult because of like logistical stuff, don't let that stand in your way. You know what I mean? Um like for me, I was always like, "Oh, I could totally do a podcast and just talk about whatever for a long time or interview people." And I was like, "Ah, oh, the technical though, like how do you record it? I got to figure out computer stuff and like you need a mic and how do you even go about connecting that and editing things or you know, it just it seemed too abstract and it seems silly looking back now cuz it it's uh I mean, I only know some basics, but listen, you can learn, you can learn most anything if it uh if it don't let something be an impediment that you can learn in a relatively short period of time if there's some kind of project you want to do and i'll say it again in today's day and age 2021 you could do anything so keeping this show on pot on a positive note positive rants lately we did uh last episode i was talking about thanksgiving and being appreciative and all that kind of stuff so stick with that i mean if anything you know when it comes to all those types of lessons uh, you know, if if nothing else, I'll remind myself about it through the vehicle of this show. We'll do it together. We'll remind ourselves together of the things that are important in life. Hopefully help us all gain a little bit of perspective. But yeah, man, be be appreciative of what you have. That's the tip on mom right now. You know what I mean? Like, uh, know yourself, trust yourself, you know, be yourself, love yourself. I sound like a, a Tony Robbins seminar or something, but it's it's so true, man. I like Tony Robbins, not even gonna lie. But yeah, I I I tweeted something about that before. Like, don't let other people's estimations of you factor in too much or at all. You know, good and bad. By the way, like good and bad. It, it, you know, have a have a foundation of of you know knowing who you are and what you stand for. And what your own personal dreams and aspirations and desires are, you know, like don't start believing in in somebody else's dream that you know, like it's. And then what if that fails? Now we're now where are you? You know, you're better off trying and failing and succeeding or whatever at your own at your own stuff. You know, don't don't put weight into other people's expectations of you or vision of what you should be doing or, or how you should be or trying to live up to something that's not true to yourself. Like I posted the uh, Simple Man, the, the Leonard Skinner song. By the way, Soul, Sh- Soul... What the hell? I was about to say Soul Shine, which is a song from the Almond Brothers. What's the name of that band that does the uh, amazing cover? I saw them in concert. Soul, Soul Shine, Shine, Soul, Shine Down, Shine Down, maybe? I think it's Shine Down. They do an amazing cover of Skinner's Simple Man. I actually saw them live. They were opening for somebody else we had gone to see, and they did an amazing version of it live. I was like, holy shit. Um, 
Yeah, a simple man. Be a simple kind of man. Be something you love and understand. It's such a great line. Be something you love and understand. Don't try to be something that you can't understand. If it doesn't just fit into who you are on a deep level and you're trying to force it or you're worried about what other people are going to think, any of that stuff, it's just so, it's poison and it's toxic to, and, and, and uh, it's rarely ever going to end up you know, with a, with a positive outcome. So yeah, just somebody had replied earlier, I believe it's a Shakespeare quote, to thine own self be true. I think I only know that's a Shakespeare quote because of that movie Renaissance Man, the uh, Danny DeVito army movie. Actually, Lilo Brancato was in that movie who I interviewed on here. I think I asked him about that movie, but he, he wasn't into answering a lot of those questions too directly about stuff like that uh it's actually a good movie renaissance man mark Wahlberg was in it i've seen that a few times anyway they did like a cadence rap thing like to thine own self be true or whatever so they were studying shakespeare anyway it's a good lesson and 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 if you're gonna um you know if you want to help people you know, uh, and, and do so like help people. I say this all the help people in real life, do real things, reach out to people who, you know, or who you don't know, complete strangers, you know, uh, everybody could use a little bit of assistance in some kind of regard. And again, if you, if you take somebody in life and you help them on a real personal level and you give them some kind of information or tool that they can then use going forward, You've done so much more for that person's life than than if you're just talking about things or, or you know getting caught up in your own issues and all that kind of stuff. You know that's that's the most rewarding stuff right there. I feel like is um is being being useful, at, you know, to people, um, showing appreciation. Like the the number one thing people like to feel themselves is appreciated for being useful or for doing something and uh you know if you're if you're looking for some kind of feel good internal rewards and stuff it's it's rarely going to come from chasing after dragons it's going to come from real life stuff helping people in real life I'll tell a story. I wasn't even going to talk about this because it makes me sound like douchey to talk about. But I, you know, I was on the road <laughs> recently because I say douchey because they do like these videos on, uh, you know, TikTok and Instagram. They've been doing them forever. Like a guy will be like, you know, filming where he goes up. He's like, you know, giving a homeless guy a thousand dollars and then he posts it and everyone's like, bro, why don't you just give him the money instead of posting the video? So, um, I, I was at a gas station driving home in I was in northern Florida somewhere, some little town, and there was a dude, I pulled up to get gas, and there was a dude collecting bottles out of the um, the garbage bins that sit next to the pumps. He was, you know, pulling bottles out and putting them into his own bag, obviously, so that he could go cash them in for whatever glass bottles are worth or plastic, I don't know what, so... Um, in any case, I you know, there's always guys at the gas station that hit you up. For every almost every gas station I go to, there's a dude outside. He's always, "Hey man, can you spare a couple bucks?" And I give people money all the time. I give people food all the time. If I see people outside fast food restaurants, 
stuff like that. I'll like get extra food or I'll ask them what they want or I'll just give people a few dollars. I'm I'm judgmental. I'm not going to lie. I look I look at people like if people look like, you know, I judge them. I look them in the eyes. I give a lot of people money. A lot of people I ignore. I think it depends on their vibes. Some guy was trying to sell me pants at the gas station a, a couple weeks ago. He's like, here, man, I'll sell you these pants out of this duffel bag. He's like, I don't think I have your size. I'm like, dude, I, I don't want your pants, but here's five dollars. Um, so in any case, the guy collecting bottles, he just kind of looked up at me, nodded, and he smiled. And that was it. I went inside. I got a few things. I let the gas pump. I came back. He was still out there. And he looked at me again. He just smiled. And uh, you know what? I'm not even going to say the amount because, again, it makes me sound douchey. Also, my my mom and sister and people will think I'm fucking insane. But I had, like, extra cash in the car because I had been traveling. So, you know what? This guy didn't ask for anything. He was, you know, full homeless gear. The the sweatshirt covered in four inches of dust and the beard, gray beard to here and the hair to here just covered and filled. And I was like, dude, here. I was like, uh, this helped you out. And he was he was Lord, here's what was so good about the reaction. He's like, he's like, man, what made you think I needed money? He that was what was so shocking to him. He's like, what made you think I even needed money? It's like, well, I see, you know, collecting bottles over here. I thought maybe you could get some help. But like in his mind, as low as his life had gotten, like he he wouldn't, he couldn't fathom stopping and saying, like, hey, can I have some money? He's like, I can't, but like, he didn't think the money he was owing, is there these real bill? I go, yeah, they're real. He's like, I, he's like, I can't, I can't believe it. Like he was, he was dumbfounded and shocked and it was, um, it was a good reaction. And I go, look, Hey, I had a rough trip. It made me feel good to, uh, to help somebody out. And then like, as I'm pulling away, I see him running over to other people to tell them like, Hey, this guy, he's showing them. He's like, Hey, this guy's so listen, I'm not saying that that's going to change this guy's life, but you know what? Maybe it does send them on a positive trajectory and and help him out for the next couple of weeks. And then he, you know, takes that momentum and it, who knows, who knows? It can't, it certainly can't hurt. Um, and then just his whole vibe and attitude will be affected, which, you know, that stuff's incalculable. All the pay, pay it forward stuff. It may put him in a better spirit to help somebody else out and on and on and on. You know, uh, and it's not like it's not about giving people stuff or giving people money or or anything like that. A lot of times it's just having a conversation or maybe just saying maybe compliment somebody. I've talked about that before. I've seen that in real life. You you know, go up and compliment a stranger on something, you know, uh, that could carry them through their day or week. They might have been in in the worst mood ever. They might be depressed and lonely and everything else. And now some stranger comes up, gives them a nice compliment. That's something that helps people out. You know, it's like I always say too, no matter what you've experienced, if you're someone like me or just, you know, your average, let's say middle-class American, right? You could have experienced the worst emotional pain and, and death and loss and all these things. But if you've got the essentials, if you've got a roof over your head and you've got transportation and you've got clothes and, and you know, food and clean water and even transportation and a smartphone and cable TV and all these things, it's like 99.9% of people throughout human history, 99.999 didn't have it as good as you, nor do the vast majority today. 
and would have given anything. They chopped their arm off. They chopped her to to trade places with your situation. And it's like, it's like this dude I'm talking about with the bottles. Regardless of the stuff you're sitting there feeling sorry for yourself about that you've gone through emotionally, this guy would would give anything and do anything to be in your position and not his position. And uh, just keeping that in mind, good karma, I think. And uh, it helps you also to not be so caught up in a lot of the stuff that, you know, mistakes you've made in the past or worries that you have for the future. Somebody was saying uh, depression is living in the past and anxiety is living in the future. And it's true. You're either dwelling on the past and you're regretting shit and you're upset about stuff you could have done different or you're worried about the future and thinking about all these things that could go wrong. Like just live in the present. Know yourself, be yourself, love yourself. That's my new mantra. My cold is finally better. I might still sound a little raspy, but what's more satisfying, by the way, than when you can really finally, after a long like chest cold, cough up like some good stuff? You know what I mean? Like with with ease, and it's just so productive of a cough. You know, the globs you can get out of there. Uh, I'm convinced I've had Rona like three times already. What are we on the Omicron? Omicron? What are they doing now? I'm not going to talk about Rona, but listen, people need to chill with the Rona shit. Like, here's the deal. I don't want to get into this. You can have, you know, let's say a guy dies in a car accident. Uh, Nobody, a a regular dentist dies in a car wreck one night. It's not even going to make the news, right? But now if a famous guy dies in a plane crash, it's like people are going to talk about it for months or longer, depending who the person is. The point being, you got to look at everything objectively. Look, the, the the world should not be revolving around this respiratory illness in a way it's never revolved around other illnesses before. And I, I'm not making a comment one way or the other about Rona. I'm not trying to get algoed out by YouTube or anything like that. I'm just saying, uh, as it applies to everything in life, as it applies to a pandemic or anything have some perspective. Don't assign meaning, emotional meaning where it doesn't belong. Keep it objective. Keep it in reality. Speaking of uh, of coughing and, and Rona and all that, dude, here's something that I had no idea. And maybe some of you guys know, which is Indian reservations. This is not any kind of disparaging remark about anybody. This is simply an observation of what I experienced. Indian reservations are insane Corona mask Nazi people. Like, I've never seen the Rona rules. And for, first of all, I was at one and like I walk in the door of this giant gas station to make just a quick beeline to the restroom. And the woman from, you know, 50 feet away, she's like, you can't come in without a mask. She shouted me out of there immediately. I haven't seen that anywhere in a long time. But then... I went into another one and I put my mask on this. Now, I haven't worn a mask in forever, but I saw how they were. I put my mask on. Dude, I coughed as I'm walking to the bathroom. And the woman at the counter started yelling to me, if you cough, you can't be in here. Now, I thought she was saying something about coffee. 
So I was like, what? And I'm like approaching her. She's like, if you cough, you can't be in here. I was like, coffee? I don't want coffee. I walk right up to her face. I'm like, what? <laughs> She's like, she told me again, you can't be in here if you cough. I go, listen, I didn't cough. I lied and said I didn't cough. But like, dude, I had a mask on and everything. I let out one little cough. I was going to get kicked out of that place. My understanding from, again, I'm not disparaging anybody but my understanding from asking people about this is that it is very uh that the native american folk a lot of them may not be in the best health generally there may be some comorbidities going on there and then also apparently they're very into government and stuff who knew pretty counterintuitive yeah like weren't native americans all about like the natural medicine and healing and all those types of things and now they're into like the masks and the uh, Purell, and I don't know. Here's another thing I noticed about driving around the country a lot that I, that I would uh, recommend to everybody, which is, you know, you, you can't go wrong with certain chains as far as expecting like a certain level of quality and consistency. And my biggest example of this would be Holiday Inn Express. And no, I'm not getting paid for this. Maybe they'll be my first sponsor. Hit me up, Holiday Inn Express. You can sponsor the John Cat Show. In all seriousness, A, they have these things everywhere. The rooms are great. They're they're updated. They've got, you know, nice beds, nice TVs, a, you know, a little couch. They all have a, a, Keurig, or a coffee maker or a Keurig in there. Like, you get the free complimentary breakfast. They're safe. The staff is relatively nice. I'm telling you, like, if you go th- buy highway hotels and motels, I, I made actually made the mistake. I stopped because I was like, I have to stop. I was driving one night, like, 14, 15 hours. I was like, I got to stop. I see a quality in. Like, all right, how bad could it be? Dude, I'm at the front desk for an hour. The the guys and his wife behind the front desk were speaking about me and looking at me weird in a different language. He's taking photocopies of my license. The whole place was was dark and dreary and, and unsafe feeling and creepy. And the staff were creepy and the room was creepy. And I got to the room and I was like, I'm out of here. I didn't even tell the guy. I was leaving. I walked into the room and then I saw there was a Holiday Inn Express 20 miles up the road. I go, you know what? I can make it another 20 minutes. And I just walked out of the room and drove up to the Holiday Inn Express. And I'm telling you, man, go with the chains. They have a certain level. You almost need not the quality in is not, you know, corporate or franchised or whatever. But when you find the ones that do a consistent job, it's like Trump when he would eat McDonald's. He, I think he would say the same type of thing. Or that lady in that show with the uh, internet startup company and the and the Haitian gangster guy. If anyone knows what the hell I'm talking about, what I just said there, I'd be very impressed. But yeah, um, Holiday Express is good. There's a couple other decent ones. I highly, highly recommend them. That's my free endorsement for the episode. I'm also, I'm going to be doing a list this episode, another list. If you saw last week, I did the top 20 all time. My favorite, I do 20 yet, uh, Dave Matthews songs this week. I'm doing the top 10 all time John Katz TV drama series, my favorite 10 TV drama series all time. And, uh, that'll be coming up at the end. So every, every episode now I'm going to do some sort of list and some are going to be obscure, like, I did Dave and it's, you know, a band, uh, you know, one band where I'm listing my favorite songs of theirs. So it could be something like that. It could be TV drama series. I might do like best 90s rap songs, all kinds of weird stuff. 
but yeah, I know, uh, I know I've been staying away from, from politics lately and I still am. It's just depressing. The political discourse is so depressing. Um, but do you guys see the president and how he sounds and what the heck is going on? And man, if this, (laughs) if it was the last guy, I'm not going to get into it, but uh, there's a reason it's just so depressing and I'm so disillusioned with it. That said, from what I see from like an anthropological standpoint, you know, people seem to be doing better mostly. And I may, I think it is because they've become so disillusioned with the political stuff. It used to be, and it should be, we shouldn't care as much what's going on in D.C., you know, it shouldn't affect us as much and it shouldn't have as much of an impact on our daily lives. It shouldn't get us as fired up as it does uh, in any case. Uh, so I'm not going to get into a whole uh, political thing about Biden and all that. Y'all can go back uh, 10 episodes if you want to hear all that kind of stuff. One of these days I will again when the time is right. But uh, all right, let me get into my list. Like I said, I'm doing a new list every week. This week it's top 10 John's top 10 all-time TV drama series. Yes, I'm third person, asshole. This is my list. I'm not going to say it all the time, but all these lists are my personal. A lot of nostalgia plays in and uh, personal reasons and emotions and stuff. So it's not just strictly quality, although I like to think it is too. All right, drum roll. All right, first and foremost on the list. Some of these will be obvious. Some of these will be curveballs. All right. Number one, Sopranos. People say Sopranos. It's Sopranos. Okay. The Sopranos really is A, Jim Gandolf, James Gandolfini, or Jim Gandolfini, like he's my buddy. James Gandolfini was, rest, may he rest in peace, um, perhaps the most underrated actor of all time. And uh, the character of Tony Soprano, the show was just groundbreaking in so many ways. A, it came out, you know, 90s, right around the time I would have been perfectly into that type of show. But also, I've seen the series, you know, a dozen times since then. And I've seen certain episodes more than that. And, uh, you know, yeah, it's a gangster show. If you ever want to test anybody's sense of humor, how developed their sense of humor is, have them watch the Sopranos and see if uh, if they get that almost every episode has this underlying nuanced advanced humor to it and a lot of people watch the show and they they don't even get that part and they still like it to be honest but that to me is what really kind of pushes it over the edge and then here's the other thing about it Tony Soprano really kind of broke the mold as you know allowing see before you couldn't have the villain also be the hero on show on shows and movies. You know, you couldn't have the main guy that everybody was kind of rooting for be someone who does evil things and kills people and tortures people and extorts people and and yet you still find yourself liking him and pulling for him and thinking he's a good guy and seeing his redeeming qualities. So, you know, it takes a a certain kind of actor and, and writing to even pull that off, but it really was groundbreaking in the sense that you see it all over the place now and guys can be, you know, serial killers and everything else, but it really wasn't the case before that. You know, maybe maybe NYPD Blue did a little of that, 
before with uh, you know the character Sipowitz. That show almost made the list, by the way. I was a big NYPD Blue guy, but he was kind of you know had had a lot of issues and didn't do some some nice things. But it it didn't take it nearly. He was still a police officer, and it didn't take it nearly to the extent that the Sopranos took it. Okay, let's let's keep going here. Sopranos number one, number two on the list. Breaking Bad. Everybody knows this show. Amazing. Again, you know, the acting. Brian Cranston. You have to, the protagonist. Two things I always say about movies and show. One, you have to care what happens to the people and the characters. If you're not invested in the people and the characters, you're not going to want to keep it. And then two, you know, the protagonist has to just have the ability to really move and pull a show. Like, without that... Um, you, you know, you yeah, some ensemble stuff's great or whatever, um, but it usually does take that one person to really put it over the top and put it into the all-time type category like we're talking about here. And everyone knows the show, you know, high school chemistry teacher becomes a, a, a meth manufacturer slash kingpin or whatever you want to call it. And uh, just brilliant writing, acting, great show all the way through. And I could watch that over and over again. Sorry if my mic cord keeps tapping and making noise. I keep trying to figure out where I'm tapping it. It's tapping somewhere. In any case, let's keep it going. Um, Coming in at number three, now I'm going to throw you all some curveballs, is a show called Friday Night Lights. There was the movie and then there was the show. This show, I've also watched this show several times. This is like such a great feel-good family drama. Uh, You know, Coach and Tammy Taylor that Connie Britton plays the wife. She's actually from my hometown, interestingly enough. Shout out Lynchburg, Virginia. And uh, Coach Taylor, played by Kyle Chandler. And, you know, it's based around, obviously, high school football. But it's really a family drama. And family in the sense that you can watch it with the family, too. It's just really one of those shows. I used to watch it as in a, you know, young young adult. People say young adult, they mean something different. But as an adult who was, you know, younger, I'd watch and think, man... This is not a knock on my parents, but you think, man, I'd love to have had Coach and Tammy as my parents. You know, it's just like, I don't know, one of those type of shows. Okay, moving on. At number four, we've got Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. This might be controversial. I, the production quality alone. Here's an example of a show that just was really, I mean, there was several amazing characters, but there was just so many long, detailed, nuanced storylines and uh, and the production quality. And it just spans so, you know, such long periods of time. And, you know, I, I didn't admittedly I haven't read the books. So people are always like, oh, well, it did this wrong and it did that wrong. Look, as a standalone show, it's hard to find a flaw. And uh, it's it's a true, true, you know, in epic investment to why and. It really didn't go wrong, in my opinion. And like I said, it just spans so many different characters and so many different times and, and storylines. So uh, Game of Thrones, I, it's, it's just a full production. It's got to be so far up there on the list. Okay, coming in at number five, we've got Six Feet Under. Six Feet Under. This was out. It used to run uh, with Sopranos. It would be Six Feet Under, then Sopranos or was it Vice? I think Six Feet Under came on before or after. Anyway, it kind of tailed on to that i think like the second season i'm probably messing all that up my memory's not good but um it's another family drama six feet under it's based around like a family that owns and operates a funeral home 
So they kind of do this thing at the beginning of each episode where like they'll show somebody die and then the background story, It's it sounds gimmicky, it's not. That's just kind of in the background, like that's who they're working on that week. Sometimes it, it plays in more to the storyline than others, but it's about the family and the parents and all the siblings and all their different lives. And again, it's it's it just goes in so many diversified different directions and you know, these complex lives and storylines. And uh, it goes for many, many seasons. I'm I'm trying to remember how many seasons. I should have listed how many seasons each of these shows is. My fault. In any case, what really made the show amazing, and I won't give away why and how, was the finale. It was was the best series finale of any show in history, in my opinion. And uh, it, it, you know, the biggest issue with a lot of finales is that they don't, you know, they leave you hanging with too many things. They don't give you full closure on all the storylines. And it just did it so beautifully in such a unique way. And I won't say why you should watch it. If you haven't, you'll see what I'm talking about. All right, coming in at number six, we got a show called Dexter. So I was talking about before. Now you have shows new season, by the way, after many, many years, they brought it back. People hated the finale. Now you have Dexter new blood out. But here you have a a show where the, the main character, the protagonist that you pull for is a serial killer. You know, if not, in my opinion, if not for Tony Soprano, nobody's doing those kind of shows. Um, it's just brilliantly acted. And while it, oddly enough, what Six Feet Under and Dexter, I just realized putting those in a row, the brother in Six Feet Under is the main character in Dexter, uh, Michael C. Hall. I just, I just had just occurred to me, but he's a hell of an actor and he really takes it to another level playing Dexter, the serial killer. If you haven't watched it, I'm sure you know the show. Check it out. All right. Here comes another curveball at number seven. Johnny's nostalgia pick quantum leap. I don't know if you guys remember quantum leap with Scott Bakula late eighties, early nineties. I have to see when that show ran. Uh, I'm pretty sure it started in the late eighties and ran into the early nineties and you know, I was, I would have been me. I was probably nine or 10 when it came out. So just to write anything with time, look, it's about this guy can go back in time, not can. He's forced to every episode. He's leaping through time into different people's bodies and he has to write something that went wrong. Give me anything with time travel where people have to like write wrongs and things like that, especially at that age. I'm going to love it. So underrated. Yeah, people think it's cheesy and the Al character with the, you know, Ziggy and all that stuff. If people know what I'm talking about, they loved it. If you haven't, I don't know if it would hold up today if you went back and watched it, but I should honestly go back and watch them all. And to be honest, I'm going to go back and watch Six Feet Under soon because I haven't seen that in like a decade and I forgot so much of it. Um, so just talking about these making me want to watch them again. I'm adding these to my upcoming viewing list. All right, let's keep it going. Number eight. This may be controversial as well because it's a current show and I'm ranking it really high as eighth best show all time. Maybe it's just the mood I'm in, but Yellowstone, man, I can't get me enough Yellowstone. I love it. I think um, I think for a couple reasons. One, just people hate on Costner, man. It's, it's really such a well-suited role for him as like, you know, the kind of older crotchety, uh, you know, ranch dad. And it, it, again, here's what it is it's so beautifully shot you know out in you know montana and and utah and wyoming and places like that but also it's like as a guy we all just kind of want to be it's like i played red dead redemption for a long time i got immersed in that video game and it's like we all just kind of want to be a cowboy 
you know, well, part of the huge appeal for shows, too, is when you watch it, some shows, you're kind of putting yourself into the situations and you're kind of living vicariously through the characters. And I think it's just like really entrenches you in like an authentic feeling cowboy life. And then it keeps you so interested with all the crazy drama and feuding. And, you know, it's like you're watching a mafia show with the backdrop of this idyllic, beautiful cowboy life. Uh, I don't know. I love the show. It's currently in season four right now. If you haven't started watching Yellowstone yet, you should get on it. I don't know if it belongs eighth all time, but I'm putting it there anyway. All right. Number nine, I'm going with a show that I used to love. Don't know why. Again, I think it's the character. It's going to be the show House or House MD. I don't know if you guys remember Hugh Laurie you know, is the misanthropic genius doctor that specializes in like diagnosing the hardest cases. And uh, I just, I love the character again. He's so, he's so well-written and well-acted and uh, you know, he's a British guy playing an American. Another interesting thing about that show, you know, he's got a limp the whole time and like halfway through the series, he switches the limp to the other leg because his leg was like starting to bother him in real life from playing the limp so often and nobody even noticed. But uh, anyway, just a side note there. You know, this show's a little formulaic. You know what I mean? by It's got the same formula it does every week. But at the same time, it was just like really, really well paced and always kept your interest. And yeah, it was on cable with commercials. And maybe it kind of fell apart a little toward the very, very end. But I always loved that show. And I could watch how if a house up a good house episode comes on, I'm watching it. Um it's just very entertaining and entertainment values, you know, number one reason to make a show, right? And then finally, coming in at number 10, we've got a show called The Americans. This was with um, Kerry Russell and Matthew Rise. That's how you say it. Reese Rise. I'm not sure. It's like R-H-Y-S or something like that. Um, this is about Russian spies living as Americans in the suburbs and like during the Cold War, I think the show probably starts like early 80s. And uh, again, just so well written, so well acted, so intense. It's really kind of a keep you on the edge of your seat. Wait to see what happens. It's, you know, it's a very fast paced kind of spy thriller. But then it manages to also kind of be a family drama at the same time. Um, and, and again, you got to be invested in characters. You can't just have like high paced spy stuff with people shooting. You got to actually care what's going on in these people's lives and the emotions they're going through and everything else. So that's it, man. That was a tough list, too. There was a lot of stuff I wanted to include on there. I've never seen Mad Men. Everyone says Mad Men's this amazing show. I've never seen an episode. Everyone always says The Wire is their favorite show. It was good. There was like a bad season. I don't remember it that well. It's the kind of show I feel like I wouldn't go back and watch it again. I don't know. You know, there's there's some others I had a tough time thinking about putting on there, but uh, that's my top 10. I'm happy with it. I'm sticking with it. And uh, and that's it, man. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this thing up. So uh, thank you all so much for, for tuning in, for subscribing, all of that. I'm going to be, like I said, doing two episodes a week, hopefully doing some more interviews soon. I got to get that set up. And new lists every episode. It's a new list. I did Dave. Some of these are going to be so random. You know, one band's top songs or whatever. But we started out with a big category today. The TV drama series is a pretty big category. They're not all going to be so big and bold. You know, it's like your best actor categories versus like your cinematographer or whatever. You're like, you know, your best camera 
camera rig guy. Like we're going to be doing some really obscure lists too, because we got to string this thing out one every episode. Anyway, uh, I will see you guys in a couple of days. I hope everybody has an amazing, easy, fun, peaceful weekend. And uh, I love and appreciate y'all. Thank you so much. See you soon. Peace. Peace.